No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Good afternoon and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Monday night. It's Monday night. It's Wednesday night. Fuck. We're off to a flying start here on the show. It's Wednesday night. I've been led to the lead. And you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official Wine and Crackers broadcast right here at 6pm. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you'd like to enjoy your Wine and Crackers in company, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, the preferred method is, of course, streamlabs.com slash bumper, or you can, for the intro and the break halfway through the show, you can leave some diamonds, but on- then and only then. Because we, can't have, because we can't have people profiting off extremism. We've got to keep you safe. Thank you for keeping my audience safe there, love. Very much appreciate that. What would we do without them? Thank you for joining us. You can also uh, leave tips and do subs and shit on Trovo, but I am still trying to figure it out. I have to I have to consciously think, oh, wait, I should mention the Trovo thing, but I, I, I don't know. Frozen Asian was shooting cannons in the show the other day in the chat room. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's good. It's probably good. It's got to be something, right? Why would they put it in there if it was bad? Maybe people could shoot cannons at your show and take, you know, donations away from you. That would be a that would be a feature. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll get there one day. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Jim Nward with a diamond. Thank you for joining us, Jim. Is boxed vodka an acceptable uh, an accept uh, an acceptable <laughs> constable acceptable? Is boxed vodka an acceptable substitute? Mm, but then it doesn't. Then you don't have the pun. You know, the pun, wine and crackers, vodka and crackers. That's nothing. <laughs> that doesn't represent angry white people at all. Wine and crackers, on the other hand. Thank you for joining us. So much to get through, so little time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's kick it off, shall we? Because I think there are important issues being discussed, not only here in my country, not only in your country, whichever country you're in, just the world over. There's so much turbulence. There's so much essential knowledge we need to arm the next generations with to make sure that they can plot, you know, a progressive and productive path through this hellscape that we are creating for them. One that they'll have to deal with long after we're gone. So I'm, you know, there's a group in society who doesn't get enough recognition. I think you'll all agree, the teachers, ladies and gentlemen. The teachers. The moulders of the next generation's thoughts, beliefs, hopes and dreams. We don't give them enough credit, really. They are essential. And they sacrifice a lot, don't they? They sacrifice 
you know, at least half of the year work-wise just for our kids. Sometimes they have to do very uh, cringeworthy TikTok videos and whatnot during pandemics. I mean, the work never stops for these people. They are the best people amongst us. And I don't think anybody in the audience would disagree. In fact, if somebody in the audience does disagree, if a moderator could just ban that person, because I don't think we need that kind of toxic, toxic anti-science, probably a MAGA hat kind of fucker as well. We don't need any of that here tonight. We just need to celebrate the teachers. And the teachers dedicating their lives to teaching our children, your children, very important lessons for the future. Ladies and gentlemen, San Francisco high school students get a lesson in subtle white privilege. Good. Good. I'm glad they're getting a lesson in subtle white privilege because, like I said, these are the important issues. When they get older, this is the stuff that's going to matter. Excuse me, miss. Can you teach me how to do five times five? Well, Jimmy, funny you should ask that. Did you know that logic and thus mathematics was invented by an old white man? I didn't know that, man. Well, you know now, Tim. Oh, good. Yes, and old white male logic was invented originally, I don't know if you know this or not, to keep people of colour oppressed, Timmy. Did you know that? Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, miss. It's wonderful. So you see, Timmy, you don't have to ask how to figure out five times five. You don't have to ask questions about the multiplication tables. We don't do that kind of thing here. What you do need to know, though, is that mathematics is inherently racist. Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Mr. Underscore Segua dipped five dollars. What about vodka and bread? Yes. That make me pretty pissed. (laughs) Mr. Segua, what about vodka and bread? You can have vodka and bread. That's a Russian... That was a staple of the infantryman during World War II in the Russian army. That's, I mean, that's gold. What spam is to American soldiers, you know, based in Pearl Harbor during World War II, bread and vodka is to the Russians. So you can absolutely partake in bread and vodka. Grain and grain, baby. Why not? So I'm glad that the students are getting a lesson that they can use. Three weeks ago, I processed... So this is written by a teacher. This is from their perspective. And it's very important to respect other people's perspectives, don't you think? Don't you think? Don't you think, you know, just believing somebody because they have a certain perspective, don't you think that's much better than, you know, any kind of fact-based evidence or anything like that? I mean, really, who needs facts? Facts were probably invented by a white lawyer somewhere. Well, white. Close to white. Close enough. White to the point where people wouldn't ask whether they're white or not. Put it that way. Three weeks ago, I processed the Capitol insurrection. Good, I've got to process these things. I processed the Capitol insurrection with my high school students. Rallying our inquiry skills, we analysed the images of that historic day. Images of white men storming through the Capitol fearless with no forces to stop them. In fact, they let them in. Even White privilege opens many doors. You'd be surprised. Even the doors to the Capitol building while you're wearing a onesie with horns. White privilege will open that door for you. It's a pretty cool deal. Should try it sometime. How about, how about not being so negative? How about being a little more, you know, white? 
This, I said, quote, is white supremacy. This is the teacher speaking, not me. This is white supremacy. This is white privilege. It can be hard to pinpoint, but when we see it, we know it. Oh, that's very convenient. (laughs) (coughs) Who are we looking for, Captain? Well, we're looking for the... There was a murder in downtown last night. And I think I've got a handle on who the guy is. So I want you to go out there and find him and bring him to me. What, is, what does he look like, sir? Well, I'll know when I see it. <laughs> wow. I mean, if you have a... If, if a rule of this identification of white privilege, if, if one of the baked-in axioms of this is that it can only be identified once it presents to you. I guess like somebody who can turn invisible and then just, whoosh, there it is. If, if you can only identify it once you see it, that means that we can pretty much decide anything is, right? Like as long as we don't have a predetermined criteria that would make white privilege white privilege or white supremacy white supremacy, as long as we keep the definitions loose and ambiguous, then we can just point to whatever we want. And say, well, there, there it is again. Look, it's over there. It's like, it's like spotting Bigfoot in a, in a, in a, in a, in a woodlands. I thought, did you see the shadow? Yeah. There, look, look, there he is in the tree right now. Ah, oh, you missed it. You missed it. There he is again. <laughs> I mean, it's very convenient. Sounds like a lot of fun, to be honest with you. Across our Zoom screen, they affirmed, so we're doing the, the teaching from home. They affirmed with nods, thumbs up, and emojis of anger and frustration. Students can post emojis in chat rooms now. That's nice. That's nice. Thank you for educating us. Now, students. Students, you know that I, as a teacher, I don't have a lot of spare time. Students, you know as a teacher, it's incredibly tasking on me to dedicate so much time and so much of my work day to, you know, watching what you little shits do. Marking your terrible work, correcting your idiotic mistakes all day. You know, it's very grinding on me. So if you think that you can explain yourself with an emoji instead of actually writing out properly structured sentences in English, then you should absolutely do it. Excuse me, miss, is this going to be on the test? Yes. Shock face emoji. (gasps) Very good, Timmy. See, Timmy's learning, everyone. He didn't have to say anything. (laughs) Fast forward to two weeks, the article continues, as we analysed images from the inauguration, asking again. So she's showing video and, and, you know, photographs of the insurrection, ladies and gentlemen, the siege of Capitol Hill. She's showing this material to her students and then asking questions about it, obviously promoting healthy discussion, healthy debate. Asking again, quote, what do we see? We saw diversity, creativity and humanity and a nation embracing all of this and more. On the day of the inauguration, Bernie Sanders was barely on our radar. The next day, he was everywhere. What do you see? I asked again. We've been studying diversity and discrimination in the United States. This must be a tremendous class to be a part of. My students my students were ready. <laughs> They've you've been training for this, my young my young Paduans. 
We've, we've been studying diversity and discrimination in the United States. My students were ready. You are ready. <laughs> Go out there and tell everybody how offended you are. <laughs> Start a hashtag. Your training is complete. What did they see? The teacher continues. They saw a white man in a puffy jacket with huge mittens, distant not only in his social distancing, but in his demeanour and attire. There he is. Look at this. This is what the students saw. They saw white privilege, and that white privilege's name was Bernie fucking Sanders. Isn't that wonderful? I love this because all of, like, the boomer era commies were applauding him because he, he dressed so drab. That's what they appreciate when people dress really drab. So lots of greys and browns, you know. I mean, look at their building and architecture. Go to any former communist country like in the Soviet bloc and all of their buildings look the same. There's no inspiration there. It's just like, how can we squeeze as many people into this fucking place as possible and spend the least amount of money? Just a box with windows. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you get windows. And this applies to every aspect of their fashion sense. And Bernie Sanders is no fucking different. Look at the drab baby shit brown. Parker, the mittens again, very drab, not very exciting. So like the old school commies and, um, you know, people who fetishize this lack of inspiration or lack of artistic quality whatsoever in designing things and fashion. They were going apeshit. They were so excited they were masturbating live on television. I don't know if you saw that. I saw it. Constant. The meme went viral. Everybody was doing the fucking Bernie memes. They tried to own the Bernie meme. They tried to say, well, no, actually, we love the way Bernie's dressed. I mean, look how drab and boring he is. It's amazing, right? But now, now the tables have turned. Now the worm has turned. And the younger people, because God bless the young people, it's all about you, young people, in the election. You can make a difference. You can change the world. We believe in you. Oh, the young are so inspirational, aren't they? <laughs> and now it's... All, all those interviews with Cardi B, Bernie Sanders, now finds himself at the bitey end of the beast. Listen to this. We took in the meaning of the day. This is the article again. The vulnerability of democracy, the power of ritual traditions, and the peaceful transition of power. We talked about gender. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> what else would you be talking about on inauguration day except for gender? Why wouldn't you talk about gender every day? It's that it's that important. I don't think it should be overlooked ever. Every conversation needs to be about gender. We talked about gender and the possible meanings of the attire chosen by Vice President Kamala Harris. That fucking hideous purple thing that everybody, again, was masturbating on live TV over. Oh, doesn't she look good? She looks ridiculous. She looks like Grimace. Whack a big mask on her and she could be entertaining children at the local McDonald's. Nobody would even fucking notice the difference. It's disgusting. Dr. Jill Biden, the Biden grandchildren, Michelle Obama, Amanda Gorman and others. We referenced the female warriors 
warriors, the female warriors, inspiring these women. The colours of their educational degrees and their monochromatic ensembles of pure power. (laughs) Get your hand off it, love. (laughs) She is going to flick her clitoris to dust during this fucking article. (laughs) And there across all of our news and social media feeds was Bernie. Bernie memes, Bernie sweatshirts, endless love for Bernie. I puzzled and fumed as an individual as I strove to be my best possible teacher. What did I see? What did I think my students should see? Oh, yes. The mask slipping ever so slightly. I just caught a glimpse of eyebrow. (laughs) A wealthy, incredibly well-educated and privileged white man showing up for perhaps the most important ritual of the decade in a puffy jacket and huge mittens. Yes. Yes. Good. Good leftists. Good. (laughs) Even Bernie is not safe from this. Isn't it fucking amazing? Like, as a purely... Like, not as a, a politically biased take or anything. You know, I think if you're a long-time listener to this show, you'll know that I'm pretty fucking fair-handed. You know, I'm pretty even-handed. I give it out fairly equally. So, like, as, as, a, as an unbiased, you know, objective, purely objective, non-political take, isn't it just fun to see the politician, whoever they are, the politician who is very old, who has made a lot of money from government from taxpayers for many, many years who has spent like the last, say, eight years trying desperately to appeal to young people, doing interviews with Cardi B, going on search. Oh, yeah, I'm very young and hip, Cardi. I understand what all the young people are, you know? And then to have this, (laughs) where the young people in the class were what? We need to cut fucking Bernie down a peg or two. Because he's got white male privilege. It's just fucking beautiful. I love it. I love it. And I'm not going to do a damn thing to try and stop it. Because this is beautiful. God bless the youth. (laughs) I mean in no way to overstate the parallels, the article continues. Senator Sanders is no white supremacist insurrectionist. Oh, I'm glad we make that distinction. Because not all white privileged old white rich men are necessarily white supremacists. That's good. That's good. We're working our way through this. (laughs) Andrew Jackson in the chat, the circle of life. Yes. (laughs) But he manifests, Bernie, I assume, but he manifests privilege, white privilege, male privilege, and class privilege. Oh, he's not, Bernie's not going to like hearing that, is he? Oh, no. The communist getting accused of class privilege. Oh, fuck. Bernie, what is happening to the kingdom, son? You're losing the kids, Bernie. (laughs) I mean, thank God. Thank God a real working class hero like Joe Biden won the election. Otherwise... (laughs) Oh, boy. The teacher continues in this open letter. When you see privilege, you know it. I've told them weeks before. Yet, when they saw Senator Bernie Sanders manifesting privilege, manifesting privilege, 
like a like a warlock. Just, <laughs> just bringing privilege into the realm. <laughs> he opens a window and steps in and then comes out privileged. It's quite the sight. When they saw Bernie Sanders manifesting privilege, when seemingly no one else did, <laughs> because they're special, that's why. Your students are fucking special, mate. It's got nothing... It's got nothing to do with you and your teaching of them and your lesson plans and the information that you've been giving them. No, they're just fucking gifted. <laughs> when, they, <laughs> when they saw Senator Bernie Sanders manifesting privilege, it's got nothing to do with me, their teacher. That much we know. Have you ever noticed that? That's the most annoying thing. I hate, I hate about teachers. Now, I do know a couple of people who are teachers, and they are very good. So this doesn't apply to them. Most of the teachers I had growing up were fucking terrible. I can remember good teachers, maybe one or two, during my whole schooling life, right? One or two I actually fucking liked. But the, the thing with teachers is they love taking credit for the good stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as soon as there's some kind of like negative news story or some kind of negative conversation or some kind of talking point that doesn't reflect well on the teachers, it instantly becomes, hey, what do you want from us? We're not their parents. Their parents, that's their parents' job to teach them that. To which I would always say like, oh, okay, so why do you do sex education then? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> if it's the parents' job. Oh, no, no, we need to instruct the kids. The parents couldn't possibly be asked to... Ah, oh, right. You know what I mean? Very political job, I think, teaching. When you see the privilege, you know it. I've told them weeks before. Yet when they saw Senator Bernie Sanders manifesting his privilege, when seemingly no one else did, I struggled to explain that disparity. I am beyond puzzled as to why so many are loving the images of Bernie and his gloves. Sweet, yes, the gloves, knit by an educator. So Bernie. It's so Bernie. The gloves were so Bernie. Not so sweet, the blindness I see of so many Bernie included to the privileges Bernie represents. I don't know many poor or working class or female or struggling to be taken seriously folk. There's that word again, folk. Fuck me. Fucking hate that word. The way, are we? Are we? Are we really back in like 1820? Fucking Obama. You can have your. You can have your complaints about Barack Obama, but that is the one thing that sticks with me the most that he reintroduced folks. Oh, we got to talk to all the folks out there. Foxy, foxy, fox. What a fucking idiot. When, when people is too offensive, you know, society's got a metaphorical gun in its mouth, right? Not so sweet, the blindness I see. So many Bernie included to the privileges Bernie represents. I don't know many poor or working class or female or struggling to be taken seriously folk who would show up at the inauguration of our 46th president dressed like Bernie, unless those same folk had privilege, which they don't. Bernie Sanders, ladies and gentlemen, the kids are turning on Bernie. White privileged Bernie Sanders. It's the white privilege that let him go there and dress 
like a communist in 1942, right? With the big gloves and the baby shit brown fucking jacket. Very drab, very boring. Because he has class privilege. (laughs) God love. Don't you love 2021? Don't you? I I know I do. Speaking of which, when they saw all of the uh, the white kids running in there, white supremacy is not just for white people. <laughs> it's getting to the point on this. It's getting to the point on this show where I don't have to say anything except the headlines. Look at this. We could do two hours of this. <laughs> What is happening? What is going on? White supremacy is not just for white people. That's one of the best headlines I've ever read in my life. (laughs) What a time to be alive. Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio, who is a Cubano, has tried to sell the group as rough around the edges, but welcoming to people of colour. Those who've bought the message are fixated on proximity to power at any cost. Ah, you see. So the so the non-white people in the Proud Boys are actually doing it to get closer to white people. <laughs> Fucking love it. I love them. Now, you can say what you want about the Proud Boys, and there are many, many valid criticisms of, you know, what they do. That's fine. But the the white supremacy one is the funniest because that's the one that that's the one that isn't true. <laughs> that's the one they want the most. They want that one the most, like to hang it on a wall. It has to be white supremacist. So how do we explain the leader being, you know, technically a non-white person? Well, we say white supremacist isn't just about white people. Oh, good. Now we're ex- now we're expanding the blast radius on this thing. <laughs> You don't have to be white to be a white supremacist. <laughs> I mean, I mean, fucking look at where we are. You wouldn't trade this in for anything. Bernie Sanders, you know, while he's dressed like a poor communist, Bernie Sanders is displaying white privilege. <laughs> and the students are now turning on Bernie because he's an old white privileged man with class privilege. And white supremacy is no longer, you know, the stomping ground of white people. Now it's open. Now it's multicultural white supremacy. (laughs) I mean, anything should prove that there are many things that can prove the United States is not a white supremacist country, right? And if the fact that the white supremacist groups in the United States can be filled to the brim with people who aren't white, if that's not a good enough, you know, thing to point to, then I don't, I don't know how to help you, kid. I really don't. <laughs> oh, got a nasty, got a nasty cough right now. Choking up over here. Proud Boys leader, Enrique Tarrio. He's fixated on proximity to power at any cost. Enrique Tarrio, a one-time political candidate and the Florida state director of Latinos for Trump, is something of a legend in Proud Boys lore. 
Not only is he the chairman of the group, a position he inherited from founder Gavin McInnes in 2018, he has also claimed to be the owner of an online retail store, 1776, where buyers can purchase all types of far-right merchandise, including Latinos for Trump baby onesies. <laughs> Because <laughs> you got to start them young. You have got to start them young. If we can get the far-right materials, you know, the white supremacist garb on little Mexican babies, I mean, we are going to fucking fly through the next 20, 30 years, aren't we? What's there to fear? I want to see all the Latino babies wearing white supremacist materials. Finally take the finally take the country back. Leave it for the good folks. <laughs> boxy, 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 boxy. <sighs> okay, I, I I can't carry on with that. It's it's too much. White supremacy is not just for white people. We'll leave you there. Thank you for joining us. Um, how about this? been a while since we've done a little bit of this a little bit of brian stelter ladies and gentlemen where's my thing here here we go let's do our dumb little promo song because <laughs> why not here we go the weekly stelter. thank you brian let's see what he's got is president biden making the news boring again People are always asking what the media will do post-President Trump. Yeah. This week, after Biden's inauguration, they've been asking, are reporters going through withdrawal? Are they missing Trump's tweets? Are they lost without outrages to cover? These headlines from, from <laughs> Axios and other websites point out that, that Biden's plan is dull by design. So is he making the news boring again? It really is a, just an alternate reality over there, isn't it? It really is. I mean, the guy, look, this this should be fairly obvious, and I kind of feel, I genuinely feel silly having to explain this. I really do. Hasn't the guy signed like 50 executive orders? <laughs> right? On what planet, on what planet is a president signing 50 executive orders, like, before even the month is out? <laughs> on what planet is that fucking, like, boring? It's like, oh, nothing's happening. <laughs> you, you shameless frauds. You shameless fucking hacks. Look at the look on his face. He knows it. Brian knows it. That shit-eating grin. Look at that. So, is Joe Biden making the news boring again? No, 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 you're just not reporting on things. There's a difference. <laughs> Shameless fucking frauds. The guy signed 50 executive orders and you're going to go on TV and go, well, Joe Biden is making the news boring again. Nothing's happening. It's like that by design. That's his strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking God love you, Brian. Let me answer all of those questions the way Biden would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. 
What a fucking, what a fuck knuckle. <laughs> what a fucking, what a dumb idiot. <laughs> Brian. Let me speak for Joe Biden. In the words, like, that's not, fu- that's, that's not like over the top fucking worship openly on the news. Remember, like, oh, we're holding truth, we're, ke- we're speaking truth to power, we're holding government accountable. In the name, in the words of my hero, Joe Biden, come on, man. (laughs) Fuck a duck. It's just flagrant, isn't it? (laughs) I got to see that one more time. Roll. Are they missing Trump's tweets? Are they lost without outrages to cover? Yeah. These headlines from from Axios and other websites point out that that Biden's plan is dull by design. It's doing it on purpose. So is he making the news boring again? (laughs) Let me answer all of those questions the way Biden would. Come on, man. (laughs) I I genuinely believe, like, if, if... humans survive the next couple of hundred years out the those of us who are alive today who are alive now will be remembered as like the dumbest people i'm sure of it look at look at what we'll tolerate (laughs) serious serious political coverage speaking truth to power brian stelter holds government accountable (laughs) here on reliable sources Fuck me. No way. The Biden White House is clearly a break from the chaos and incompetence of Trump world. But we are living through history right now. January alone has been one of the most tumultuous months in all of American history. The follow-ups will take many months and maybe years. There is so much to report. Oh, we're going to be talking about this for years. (laughs) A friend of mine sent me an article not long ago and it was something along the lines of you know um how why the january 6th inauguration why the storming of the capital is going to be with us for a long time to come and i'm thinking to myself yeah it's going to be it's going to be brought up all the time because that's what you want <laughs> you're right it's not going to be memory hold anytime soon the reason that it's going to be with us for a long time is because you're going to keep it there just every week or two, just another reference, another mention, another chance to show clips, another chance to show footage, right, on the news. Anytime you get an expert on, anytime there's some... This is the thing. The other thing, too. Next time there is, like, a, you know, wide-scale rioting and burning of cities and overturning of police cars and, you know, torching of private businesses and stuff, you have to be prepared for this because this is... I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. We know the way these fucking assholes think, don't we, by now, surely. So any time that there's some kind of riot like we saw last year, then it will, if you bring it up and if you say how terrible it is, it will just be instantly dismissed because they'll say, I'll get back to me when they're storming the Capitol. We don't have to listen to your opinion because, hey, 
Uh, our guys aren't storming the Capitol. What are you, some kind of MAGA Trump cultist? You fucking storm the Capitol, bro. You're, tr you're an insurrectionist. You're a traitor, blah, blah, blah. That's all you'll hear. Every time, it'll just be whataboutism on fucking steroids. You have to expect that. And it's just, it's going to be like clear sailing green lights all the way down the highway. You know what I mean? There's no stopping them now. Anytime there's some kind of riot or violence or whatever it is, it'll just be like, well, at least they're not storming the capital. I mean, so it can't be that bad, right? And there is nothing boring about the COVID-19 crisis. Nothing boring about this national emergency, as Biden has rightly Come on, man. Identified it. With more than 3,000 Americans dying from COVID-19 every single day. Uh-huh. It is a story that demands our attention, demands our focus. He's so, he's so passionate, isn't he, Brian? When he wants to be. I mean, he's really believable. He is very good at what he does, Brian. He doesn't get enough appreciation. Even though so many Americans feel desensitized, mm -hmm. Biden mm -hmm. continues to warn the death toll will continue to rise. The models show the same. Does he? Now, what we are seeing from the Biden White House with regards to the pandemic is a clear uh, presentation of a national strategy, a clear break from Trump and a lot more clarity from Dr. Anthony Fauci. Here's how Fauci put it this week on Rachel Maddow's show. I've been wanting to come on your show for months and months. You've been asking me to come on your show for months and months, and it's just gotten blocked. That's, I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. It's just got blocked. We <laughs> I, I guess that's Trump's fault. <laughs> It got blocked by, you know, did it get blocked by a person? Or was it blocked by schedule, perhaps? He, Fauci is, he might be the greatest virologist on planet Earth. But I've seen a couple of occasions now, he is a backbiting, sniveling little fucking snake-like character. And he's got them all, he's, he's, he's got them all fucking singing his tune, right? They're all worshipping this guy. He is, a, a couple of times now... He's had something presented to him, like the the host of whatever show he's on has said something that's clearly false, and he's got he he hasn't like tried to deny it or anything. He just plays along. Yeah, well, you could say that, I guess. You know, like he's a little fucking sneaky little fucking snake. This guy, I don't like him. Like I said, he might be a brilliant doctor. That doesn't mean he's a great guy. <laughs> Oh, I was blocked from doing it. Well, didn't he throw out a pitch at a fucking at the season opener of the baseball when Trump was president? He wasn't blocked from doing that. <laughs> Can I do an interview on television? No, absolutely not. Can I throw out the baseball for the opening game of the season? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I remember him doing plenty of interviews before. Seems like shit to me, but hey. We are now hearing the truth about what the prior administration did mm. to hurt the country's response to the pandemic. Wow. Fauci's telling us, Burks is telling us, we're going to show you more of that in a minute. Good. Can't wait. So I tweeted out that video clip of Fauci and White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain responded and said, it is great to see Dr. Fauci on Maddow and anywhere else where he wants to speak his mind. And Maddow then responded and thanked Klain and said, hey, I will hold you to it. 
these little blue checkmark circle jerks. I mean, Brian is... <clears throat> Brian would never admit this, but what he is, he's a gossip reporter. I keep saying, and I don't mean this as like a... I don't mean this as a criticism. Like, I'm not attacking the guy. Brian's best role, I think, would be on like an entertainment tonight. I'm not lying. Because he's a gossipy little snitch. You know what I mean? He's a gossipy little weaselly little guy. And he'll follow like what people are saying to each other on Twitter. He's reporting on a back and forth on Twitter between two fucking blue check marks. How is he any different to entertainment tonight? I mean, he's he's balding Keemstar. And then Dr. F- Dr. Fauci went on Twitter and he said this. Rachel Maddow replied to that tweet and, oh my God, did you see who unfollowed Rachel this week? Oh, wow. More, all that and more coming after the break. That would be the perfect job for Brian. And then, like, in the entertainment news industry, entertainment journalists, they can just make up whatever they want. <laughs> you throw enough shit on that wall, something will stick eventually. Because it's all just gossip and rumours and bullshit. It's a perfect job for Brian. Perfect. I mean, I only want to see Brian be the best that he can be. I want what's best for Brian. I really do. And, you know, he's wasting his talents here at CNN, I think. And that's the really important part. Uh I will hold you to it. Yeah. The Biden team is making big commitments. Now the press will follow up and check for follow through. Are you big commitments? That's so boring. <laughs> it's dull by design. All right. Is Joe Biden making the news boring? Or is the is the news just being boring because it's Joe Biden? That's that's for you to decide. But I want to give you this example hard-hitting political journalism from down here in Australia, ladies and gentlemen, because I reject the idea that the news is now boring because of Joe Biden. I reject it. I think that's BS, man. I think that the truth seekers in the media industry, and especially the corporate media, I think they still exist. So with that, I'm going to prove it to you. I'll give you exhibit A, hard-hitting journalism from down here in Australia, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a look at this. Meet the Bidens. It's been a long journey to the White House for President Joe Biden. Now, the oldest president in US history, he's waited nearly a lifetime to take over the reins as Commander-in-Chief. Alongside him, every step of the way has been his family, who are, of course, an integral part of his 2020 campaign. Since Biden's win, they've been thrust into the spotlight and will likely play a notable role during his next four years in office. (laughs) Four years. Good one, bro. Do you remember? Do you remember any of yeah, Maureen in the chat's like, ew? <laughs> it's it's the fawning, right? Oh, the wonderful family. Look at this. They're so loyal. He's waited a lifetime for this. He's been waiting patiently in government for 50 years. <laughs> He's obviously deserving. <laughs> I mean, so the first thing is the obvious thing, right? You don't have to like Trump. And I'm, I'm kind of getting fucking sick of talking about him, to be honest now. So it's probably not going to last much longer. But while the media is doing shit this 
ridiculous, then I'm afraid the obvious comparison is, can you remember the, remember when Trump's kids were spoken about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. got a security clearance, therefore he's going to nuke North Korea. Ivanka Trump is having sex with her father, right? <laughs> it's my Press one in the chat if you can remember something as rosy and glowing as this when speaking about the last guy's family. Press two in the chat if you've never seen anything like that. If you've only seen, you know, the attack constantly from day one. So I want to learn more about Joe Biden's family. I think they're good. 7 News US correspondent Tim Lester joins us now. Tim, very good morning to you. Okay. The Trump family were, of course, a visible part of his term in office. How do you think Biden's family will help craft, uh, I guess, his presidency? <laughs> good morning, guys. By the way, a lot of twos in the chat. Well, I think Joe Biden hopes that it will be an absolutely marked contrast to the way it happened under Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump's family, of course, literally moved into the Trump administration and became a feature of it. Ivanka, his daughter, um, among his five children, of course, two, his two oldest sons, Eric and Donald Jr., were prominent as well. And that became a feature of the administration and also a headache, as many questioned the business dealings of the Trump administration and the mix that that became in the administration. Now, Joe Very ambiguous accusational non-accusations, right? Many questioned the business dealings. That's all you have to say. Has anyone questioned the business dealings of Joe Biden's children? <laughs> potentially, potentially. But hopefully they have been removed from Twitter by now because that would be disinformation. <laughs> love it i love this because it's just so open and overt now it is it's it's making my nipples hard it really is you know i heard one of the biden children has some questionable business dealings not only that but those those business dealings took place while he was smoking crack and masturbating in front of a very young girl on camera Get rid of this Twitter account immediately. Get rid of him. We can't have this kind of disinformation floating around out there. By the way, have you heard of these things called deep fakes? Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. <laughs> the thing is, you're reading too much Breitbart. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trade this for anything. Joe Biden promised in the lead up to a Biden administration, he yes. would build, quote, an absolute wall, mm. end quote, between family dealings and the White House. So he needs... Bill Bridges, not walls, bro. Joe seems particularly fond of walls, incidentally. If I had have known this, I probably wouldn't have been so hard on the guy. He's building walls all over the place. He's building walls around Washington, D.C. He's building walls around his children loves the walls to achieve that and yet as you'll see his family mm -hmm. is particularly close yes in the history of american oh, glorious, politics yes. there's long been a fascination with the first family the kennedys took it to another level in the 60s yeah. and it's been there ever since who is the president and naturally the next question is well what sustained them what does their life look like when they're not making 
these momentous decisions. Joe Biden's presidency, 50 years in the making. His family has been a major focus throughout his career. And you think that, you know, in 1776, you got rid of a royal family. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this shit, man. You've, you never got rid of a... If you're an American, you never got rid of the royal family. You just replace them. And you replace them every four to eight years. <laughs> you just have a temporary royal family that checks in and checks out. And another one checks in, another one checks out. It's just not a permanent royal family. It's the only difference. Look at the way they're carrying on about these fucks. Oh, always at his side. People want to know. People want to know the gossip. Like, how do, how do they relate to each other when they're not doing, you know, important executive orders? Fuck off. Fuck off. Who cares? I've always maintained this. If you're an OG listener, you'll know. I've always said, I don't give a fuck about politicians' personal lives at all. I, w- I would think, I would find it so refreshing if a politician, next time they were asked a personal question, like about their personal dealings or their relationship to their wife or whatever it is, just turned around and said, look, I'm a public official, but I have a private life and that shall remain private. End of fucking discussion. And say that every time they ask until they stop asking. And, you know, eventually say to them, I don't know how many times I have to explain this to you. My private life is my private life. It's none of your damn fucking business. Now, if you want to talk about, you know, the bill I signed, then fine, we can do that. But I'm, I don't care what you think about my private life. Go away. And that that's the way it should be dealt with. <clears throat> but this fucking aggrandizement, this glorification, like throwing yourself at the mercy of the, oh, my God, and the relationships and the chill. Oh, it was just so wonderful. We want to know what's happening. Have you ever heard people who are like British people who are obsessed with the royal family talk about the royal family? This is what they sound like. Oh, and, you know, Queenie came out and she was very upset with Meghan Markle and Harry didn't like this very much. So Harry went to William and then William spoke to Kate and the the Duchess said to the Prince and the Prince said to the Duchess and we've got photos here uh, that you can see they're not holding hands. Do they hate each other? Really? Is that the gossip now? You know what I mean? This is the American royal family. And when Kamala Harris becomes queen, she will be the head of the American royal family until the next until the next one is voted in. And a notable part of his 2020 campaign. Biden has a big family, so to some extent there are a lot of potential targets out there uh, for um, perhaps uh, the more tabloid-minded journalists. He met Dr. Jill Biden on a blind date (laughs) three years after the tragic death of his wife, Nelia, and his one-year-old daughter, Naomi, Uh in a car crash. The rebuilding of of Joe... Listen to the music. The rebuilding of Joe Biden. Oh, he's a fucking hero. Three years after the tragic death of his wife, Nelia, and his one-year-old daughter, Naomi, in a car crash. The rebuilding of of Joe Biden as a man, as a politician, as a person, (sighs) Dr. Joe Biden, has been integral to that. And the political career, and, and indeed this last act, if you will. A passionate educator, the 69 year old is already making. I fucking can't, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Look at those. 
Look at those America's fucking bravest standing there. Do you think they appreciate getting getting a lecture from Dr. Jill Biden? <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they were revved up to go out there and run into a hail of bullets after this appearance. I don't blame them. First Lady History, she intends to oh, she's keep hand, it. She's handing out little flag candies to the troops. Oh. I wonder if there's some mother of some child at home and say, wait a minute, I made those for her. She's re-gifting. I told you you should just take a fucking apple. Job as an English professor. Oh. She's going to be no wallflower. I think she mm-hmm. knows yep. that the president is the star of the show, but I think she brings important cred to the table <laughs> as well. She brings important cred to the table. I mean, you know, the, the, I'm going to invent a word here. The celebritization of politics really started under Obama and people aren't going to like this. People are going to say like JFK and stuff. Yes. But I mean, in a modern sense, Obama was the one who was first on Twitter, right? Obama was the guy who was doing guest spots, like calling baseball games and shit doing the draw for the basket, like the NCAA basketball fucking draws and shit. You know what I mean? He's the one, he was doing Ellen DeGeneres instead of Larry King, right? That's where it started to shift into more of this Saturday Night Live, you know, light, light entertainment fucking genre, this realm. That may be a big reason why Donald Trump was able to, you know, sneak through there in 2016. That could be. Because he was already in that world of light entertainment. So I don't think it's like a ridiculous thing to suggest. But now it's getting to the point where it's going to be, oh man, it's going to be gross. It really is. The fucking heroic story of Dr. Jill Biden. Give me a fucking break. Jesus Christ. I mean, we covered on this show. We covered on this show. Remember the story of the dogs? The, the quote from the story was, I think it was on Inside Edition. The quote from the story was, uh, Joe Biden is making Joe Biden's dogs are making history in the White House. It was at that moment where I'm like, okay, all right, come on now, <laughs> come on, man. In the words of Brian Stelter, doing the words of Joe Biden, come on, man. Unfucking believable. She's got so she'll bring so much street cred to the administration. Uh, with that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick five-minute break here on the Wednesday night edition of The Daily Books. When we return, so much more to get through, so little time. Holy shit, I can yammer on. We only did three things that whole hour. We're going to have to race through it, hour number two. So stick around. We'll be right back here on The Daily Boogie Podcast. The Iceman, Sunday nights, 10 30, standard Eastern time, on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. 
select your novelty comedy songs. Organic, handmade with painstaking care. Put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie. Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Zlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, 
and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right time away. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us here on a Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. So much more to get through. All right, let's get into it. And also be opening up the phone lines, second half of the show. So if you want to call in, have your say, you got something to say, fucking go for it, man. We'll open up the phone lines in just a moment. Just before we do, uh, this was censored by Phil D'Angelo during the break. He said Streamlabs are no go. So I guess Streamlabs isn't working for some reason. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> but Phil D'Angelo sent this one through. I don't know what it is. But winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV, trovo.live slash winning TV. Phil D'Angelo, let's see what he sent us here. the shoes my shoes thank you Phil <laughs> thank you Phil very Tiger King like shirt there as well so I like the shoes and I like the shirt not a fan of the jeans Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Holy shit. Oh, I guess it's working. <laughs> Victor underscore von underscore shroom tipped five dollars. Thank you, Victor. Streamlabs not working. Well, that's that's what Phil said in his um in his diamond. He said Streamlabs are no go. A no go. Well, I don't know if he meant not working or no go. Like a don't go there, no go zone. Maybe there's a lot of Muslims at Streamlabs. Maybe. Play Victor's video straight after that. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Is he there? Oh, here we go. Hello, caller. Hang on. My audio devices are getting changed. What is going on here? Hang on. I'll call you back, whoever that is. I don't know who that is. That's very handy. That's very good. Thank you so much. Tell you what, we'll play Victor's uh, video. Thank you for thank you for the donation, Victor. Let's have a look here.
süß, super sexy, super easy, super geil. Victor has a habit too of sending me one that involves like little little old German ladies. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I don't know what it is, but I like it. Super Leute, super lieb, super love, super geil. Nice. Super Uschi. Oh, this guy super fucks. Super Uschi. Super Sushi. Super geil. Super geil. Super deftig. Super lässig. Fuck yeah. Super geil. He's, he's the guy I want to be when I get that old. That is the man I want to be at that age. All right. Let's see if we can call back here. All right. I think we're working now. Oh. You just tried to call a number? Yeah, I did try to call a number. I don't know. Uh, if you call before, try calling back. I don't know what's going on. It should be working now. Anyway, what a fucking mood killer, huh? <laughs> Thank you, Victor, for perking us back up. <laughs> this guy beat AIDS, Evil Eric, in the chat. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Okay, let's, let's, I'll tell you what, let's do this. Because coronavirus is still a thing. And we need to keep you safe, ladies and gentlemen. We want to keep you safe here on the show. All right, we've got another call coming in. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me, Boogie? I can hear you. This is uh, Paige the oh, Wet Sandwich. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Hey, just going? wanted to call in and say, uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I kind of broke my arm falling, falling off the ladder. Did you fall and off the I roof? Think that I didn't even make it to the roof, Boogie. How pathetic is that? You didn't make it to the roof. How far did you get? No. Uh, to the top of the ladder, and then the ladder slipped. Right. And I okay. I the ladder all the way down. Ah, but, I see. You know, if if I were making a roast or something, mm -hmm. you know, in the kitchen, mm. I wouldn't have fallen off the ladder or fallen down the ladder. And there you go. Ladder. There you go. So if you were doing woman's work, you would have been yeah. safe. Much safer. Yep. Exactly. But instead, you were trying to be, you know, you were trying to embrace yeah. equality instead. And you were out there doing, you know, yard I work, man's work. upon me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. by, my, by my crippled uncle. There you go. See, so, so women doing women fighting for equality actually equals, you know, potential death and injury. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And who needs that? That's my point. Exactly. Who wants that? You're. 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 You're definitely a revolutionary. I'll give you that. You're welcome. I'm trying. Good one, Boogie. Thank you for joining us. There she goes. Age the wet sandwich, ladies and gentlemen. You know she's in the chat. All right, let's keep let's get back to the business of keeping people safe, shall we? Is a double mask really better than a single? Well, of course it is, isn't it? Isn't it better? Let's have a look. Here. Since the start of the pandemic, experts have urged us to experts. do three things: yes, wash our hands, maintain social distance, and wear a mask. God, he's so gay, isn't he? <laughs> Like, I'm not I'm not meaning that in a demeaning way, but just very obviously. Oh, actually, 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 I have to show you this because I was watching something else before. Hopefully this fucking video is still here. No, 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 not live, not live. Oh, no, 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 no. 
So there was a broadcast on earlier. Man, I should have recorded it. Damn. I don't want to watch the live news. I want to watch the morning broadcast that I saw earlier. Uh, looks like we missed out. Anyway, it was it was the it was like the gayest newsreader I've ever seen on any news show ever. Like just like really flagrantly like you know over the top in a <clears throat> in a comical style gay. Which again doesn't doesn't bother me. But what I found funny was he was reporting about the Super Bowl. And again, you might be like, well, that's a dangerous stereotype. But no, you have to understand how funny it sounds when guys like, and so there's an amazing game happening on Sunday. And this is Flippers the Dolphin. Flippers the Dolphin has correctly predicted at least the last four Super Bowl winners. Oh my God, it's going to be super exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And I had it saved because I was like, oh, fuck, this is hilarious. But unfortunately... These local news websites, they like to just update and refresh without warning you. So that's fucking annoying. All right, let's get back to it. Double masking, ladies and gentlemen. All the time. Not when you feel like it. Uh-huh. All the time. When all you're not eating time. and drinking. Yep. But now the experts say with these variants, it's time to double up and wear two. This morning, Dr. Fauci endorsed the, endorsed the idea on the Today Show. If you have a physical covering with one layer... You put another layer on, it just makes common sense Mm. that it likely would be more effective. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are they... I think that there's only two rational explanations now. So, (laughs) I froze an Asian in the chat. Boom! So there's only two rational explanations as far as I'm concerned, and I'm happy to be corrected, but this is what I've come up with at this point. One is it's it's a joke. It's a joke because they know what what coming out at this point now and saying, oh, you know, two is better than one because you have more fabric. They know the, the ramifications of that is it's going to become like a meme or two... They're, they're, they really don't fucking understand at all and they're very dumb in terms of, you know, the way humans react to stuff. Because, like, obviously, you, you know, if they come out now after all this time and say, okay, you know what, wearing two masks is better than wearing one because there's twice as much fabric. The first, I'm sure I'm not alone here. I'm sure all of you have the same impulse. As soon as you hear that, you're going to put your hand up and go, excuse me, sir, uh, why not wear three then, <laughs> right? And then the next person will say, well, well, if three is better than two, then surely four must be better than three. What about five, <laughs> right? It just becomes a joke at that point. <laughs> so they either know, they're either in on the joke and they're actually laughing at us and Shepard Smith for taking it seriously, or they're not in the joke at all and they're just fucking stupid. I don't, I don't see any other explanation. Maybe they're not that good at what they do. Who knows? More effective, especially with one new variant spreading mm. much more easily. Mm. CBC's Contessa Brewer with us now to break down the science behind double masking and what we're all supposed to do. Contessa? Hi there, sir. And <laughs> what we're all supposed to do. <laughs> Contessa. <laughs> Contessa's. Who the fuck is Contessa? Contessa is here to tell us what to do. <laughs> Thank you, Contessa. Thank you for keeping me safe. 
you know, what I love most about the corporate media is they don't only really tell us what's real or what's unreal. They tell us how to think about things. It's so much more convenient. You know, I don't have a lot of time these days. I'm so busy with working from home and the children and whatnot. So I really appreciate when they just tell me what to do. <laughs> Thank you, Contessa. Who's Contessa? Shut up. What are you, a misogynist or something? What do you hate women? You, you don't like listening to women in positions of power, do you? You don't like taking orders from women, do you? Because you're a fucking male terrorist, that's why. You disgust me. Fuck you. Thank you for keeping me safe, Contessa. But yeah, the experts keep telling us that wearing masks is really about protecting ourselves, yeah. protecting others from ourselves ah. in the event that we are contagious. But, yes, you know, if and, the ex- and wearing- the experts would know. I mean, the experts never get anything wrong. The experts actually are just special. They're better than you. I mean, they know more than you. People care about what they think about things. That's important to recognise. You know, a lot of people turn to the experts, so you should too. They know what they're doing. You don't. In their masks mm. or they're wearing them improperly, mm. we need to protect ourselves. Yes. So experts say you can double up with a <laughs> tight weave fabric mask. I mean, how at this point, I'm sorry, Contessa, while you're here telling everyone what they should do, the first question that comes into my mind is, why are you not just an air hostess? You know, she's doing the thing like, you know, here are the exits. This is how you put your oxygen mask on in the case of an emergency. Now, check the person next to you. Make sure that they've got their double mask on because otherwise they could be harming others and we wouldn't want that. Protect yourself. <laughs> Contessa. You know, if other people aren't wearing their masks uh-huh. or they're wearing them this improperly. Is the, this, this is the news, but the show is called The News. The News with Shepard Smith. Now, Contessa here is going to show you how to put two masks on. <laughs> she's, like a, she's like a Price is Right prize girl standing next to a dishwasher. So, you know, bending over ever so seductively while she pretends to load it with fake dishes. Do we want to take over the dishwasher? No, no. Just put more, just put, put, put a few more spoons in there, though, right at the back. We need to protect ourselves. Uh-huh. So experts say you can double up with a tight weave fabric mask for added protection. Now, Virginia Tech researchers found a that doubling weave. up these cloth masks... It's got to be a tight weave fabric mask. Look, look, triple... <laughs> I never saw this before. If you <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. So we've been we've been talking about why it's better to double mask because there are new variants, there are new strains, there's new mutations of the virus. And these new mutations require ever more vigilance. You need to be committed here. And <laughs> so we're learning how to double mask, and then they flash something up on the screen. Uh, it's not a it's not a comparison scientifically, because remember, this is about science. Don't deny the science. So they're not comparing a single mask to a double mask. They're comparing a double mask to a triple mask. 
So the double mask gives you 75% efficiency, whatever that is. Whatever efficiency means in this context, that's what it gives you, 75%. The triple mask, on the other hand, gives you a whopping 90% efficiency. Nine zero, motherfucker. Nine zero. So the double mask versus the triple mask. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're going to have these fucks wearing 10 masks by the end of June. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We're going to have people walking around with potato sacks on their head by fucking November. It's going to be amazing. The poor people will have a potato sack over their head. The rich people will walk around. Remember that ridiculous fucking biozome or biodome or whatever it was? Remember the thing that's strapped to your shoulders? Like a big fucking bubble? <laughs> the rich people will have one of them. The poor people will have potato sacks filled with charcoal. <laughs> fucking love this. Increases the efficacy from 50 to 75%. Ah, so, so they actually, you see, this is the, so they wanted to say efficacy. But instead, the people who were writing the, you know, the people who were writing the chirons or, you know, putting together these little cutaway seams, they didn't, they obviously didn't understand efficacy and instead wrote efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> the news with Shepard Smith. What the hell is that? What is that word? I've never seen that before. <laughs> Just write efficiency, it's close enough. They're not going to know the fucking difference. <laughs> Good job. Good job, CNBC. Layer mass could block up to 90% of the particles. Oh. And if you're layering your mask, layering. the disposable surgical mask goes mm -hmm. on first, and then the tight-fitting fabric mask goes right over the top. Okay, so frontline healthcare workers use N95 masks. Uh -huh. They're hard to find. Yeah. And some experts say, look, you should really save those for the medical teams. Uh <laughs> <laughs> look, don't wear the good mask. Wear two shit ones. If you come across some good masks, you know, just save them for the medical teams, the teams of medical. Hey, the medical teams can wear them when they go to New Year's Eve parties because, as you know, they're allowed to. <laughs> they can watch the big ball drop. Make sure you save those N95 masks for the uh, essential people. You are dispensable. <laughs> You are expendable. We can get rid of you. What should I do? How come they get the good masks and I don't? Well, wear two shit ones. Good. What about three? Yeah. We'll wear three. Fucking wonderful. Others say if you see them on sale, go ahead. Just protect yourself. Ah. But the Chinese version, KN95 masks are widely available. <laughs> <laughs> This just be, this just became home shopping network. 
this is this is now product placement for Chinese made N95 masks. Hey, don't buy the good American made 95 masks. They're for the they're for the experts. They're for the essential people. Now you can double mask or you can buy this cheap version that I have right here. This Chinese one. You know, these are red, these are everywhere. <laughs> and they're so cheap. And look, they put them on. This is how you put one on. It's there. Let's see if we can do this. Okay. All right. So we've got some we've got some home shopping network music now. Maybe this will make sense. Now, the science behind double masking and what we're all supposed to do. Contessa? Hi there, Chef. Yeah, the experts keep telling us that wearing masks is really about You're protecting ourselves, protecting John others from ourselves service. in the event that we are contagious. But, you know, if other people aren't wearing their masks or they're wearing them improperly, we need to protect ourselves. So experts say you can double up with a tight weave fabric mask for added protection. Now, Virginia Tech researchers found that doubling up these cloth masks increases the <laughs> efficacy from 50 to 75 per defined. And some experts say, look, you should protect yourself. But the Chinese version, KN95 masks are widely available. Yes. They advertise as being five layers. Yep. I bought these on Amazon. I wore them through the airport on the plane <laughs> for a recent news assignment. The trick with this is really this fit. Tight I, around your nose. I bought these on Amazon. Man, they were so amazing. I walked through the airport. I felt so safe. We've got a caller. Thank you for joining us, caller. Uh, yes, I'd like to buy uh, 20 uh, of those Chinese masks, please. 20 masks. Now, they come in boxes of please. 20, though. Oh, okay. Can I have 20 boxes, please? Yes, yes. Now, give us your address. <laughs> 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 Well, I got to put five on at a time. So. Yeah, well, that's you know, true. I need all I could get. <laughs> yeah, well, these these masks are apparently she just said these are like wearing five layers. That we know this because the Chinese told us. They, oh, they okay. made them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That. Yeah, so it's like wearing five masks at once. That's how good it is. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Wuhan recently, but they're doing dance parties, like they're doing New Year's Eve. They're going out. Business is booming in Wuhan. So obviously Seven these masks work. Yeah. <laughs> I I just wanted to tell a story, if I could, just real quick about what I saw. Go for uh, it. This is the hidden hand, by the way. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Always, How anytime. I uh, we just had a, a, a blizzard in New York uh, yesterday. Yeah. And I, I went out to go to the store, and it was it was snowing pretty hard when I went to go to the store. I had to go get some cigarettes or whatever. Right. And I, I saw this guy. See this guy walking in the middle of a blizzard uh, in the street, and he's he was wearing a mask outside okay. by himself in the middle of a blizzard. <laughs> so we we've, I, we've officially gone like fully retarded, and 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 I, 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 at work today everybody was wearing like half the people I saw were wearing like two masks or three masks on their faces. Nice. Yeah. Now, I, I can understand if it's really cold outside. Maybe you think, well, I've got an extra mask. Maybe it'll keep my face warm. Maybe they're all doing yeah. that, hidden hand. Yeah, if, it's, if it's wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm telling you, by the end of June, by the end of June, people will be wearing potato sacks on their head. This is my hope. I'm hopeful. (laughs) Hopeful of this. It would just like little eyes cut out. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's going to be amazing. (laughs) So what they're telling us then by, by watching this is that what they've been telling us the whole time, they've been lying again. Hmm. Because they told us just wear a mask and it'll protect you yep. and it'll protect everybody around you. Yep. Oh, now one mask isn't good enough. Well, you're, you're already you're skipping a step though because originally they said no, don't wear a mask. That's stupid. That's overkill. There's no need for it. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I can't keep up anymore. I know. And then they came out and said, "Well, wear one." And then he came out and said, "Yeah, well, I was kind of saying that so we could save all the masks for the other people." And everyone was like, "Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me safe, Doctor Fair." <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's very much. It's very important that the local nurse had the mask, and I don't. I think that that's very good of him to lie to me, to protect her. It shows he cares. It's 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 one thing do I have to say though, like for everybody, like do kind of. I mean, we, we joke around, and and they're definitely fucking with us. But like, my neighbor just got like really sick for like he was in the hospital for like two weeks, and. Uh, he, you know, he was having trouble breathing or whatever. And right. I just saw him. He's fine. He, he just got out of the hospital like yesterday. <clears throat> yeah. So. Well, I mean, that's, you know, I've, still, I've always said like, it's, it's, I've never bought the line. It's just like the flu. I think, no, no, it's not like the flu. Like we know there's certain symptoms that attack certain people and stuff that is far, far worse than the flu. Like, you know, it's a, it's a different strain. So I don't think that's a fair thing to say. It is. But, you know, we've always said on this show, look, because I was getting sick of people arguing, is it the flu or not? Is it a hoax or not? I'm like, you're missing the point here. What's going to be real is like the reaction. It's going to be all the shit they do because of this. Regardless of whether it's real or not, the fucking surveillance is real. The tracking is real. The data collection is real. The lockdowns are real. The arrests are real. The fines are real. You know, that's all real. So regardless of what you think, oh, is it the flu? Is it not the flu? That's really not going to matter. <laughs> Because this is the reaction yeah. to it makes it real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like what, uh, it's, you know, I don't know. I, I That makes like probably like 30 people I know that, that have gotten it. And it, it's been a mixed bag of like just yeah. some people got no, no symptoms. Some people got some symptoms. Some people went to the hospital. Some people didn't. And it's just, it's a strange strange virus that you don't know like it just like depends on the person or something yeah like what what happens to you so it's kind of weird so like i don't know like just stay kind of try to stay it's it's pretty fucking depressing especially this time of year around i don't know if you're on the east coast because it's just dark and cold and Mm. You know, with with not being able to go anywhere, or that sounds like heaven to no. me. <laughs> I would like if I if I moved to the states. I used to think I'd move to like Tennessee, but I think that's too climate wise. That's too close to where I live now. I'd much rather. I want to live in like the northeast during winter, and have like vicious fucking snowstorms and stuff. That sounds like no, heaven to me. I'd no. love that. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I live in Australia. I live in Australia. I've seen I've seen snow twice in my life. So, you know, it's a different experience, right? I'm sick of the fucking heat. Get me away from the sun. I don't want it anymore. I've had it my whole life. I fucking hate it. You know, (laughs) when it's 120 degrees outside and you're working, fuck that, man. (laughs) Give me the snow any day. Punish me with snow. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, it's when when it's it's summer here in in New York, it's like, you know, 95 and humid and everybody's wishing for the the winter. And then the winter comes and... Like, oh, you know, fuck this. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Uh, it's just to watch out for, especially like for everybody, because you know you, you go through the news all the time, and it's just it's hysterical. Like you, you put a good spin on it because you you kind of you, you keep me from getting depressed about it and just laugh about it. Ah, good. But like, because we're already doomed. Stay. We're already doomed. So yeah. Once you accept your fate, it becomes rather comical. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I kind of have, and I'm just like trying to just keep myself active a little bit and be a little bit healthy, you know, healthier and stuff. Because you know, in the beginning, I I, I was kind of piling on the, uh, the the drinks and stuff like that, you know. So well, now's not the time to get yeah. sick because you'll have to be quadruple masking in the in the uh, emergency room. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> how do no, I even no. how do I even have a cigarette in this thing? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, I mean just try to stay active and and keep in contact with your your family and your friends. And sure. Keep your, keep yourself from going into the, you know, the dark holes of, you know, yes. thinking and stuff like that. You know, don't want to be depressing or anything, but you know you got a cool chat and everybody seems pretty cool, so... Ah, good on you, man. You know, you know good, everybody, you know, just, just be careful. That's all. A, a sage advice from our friend from New York, the Hidden Hand Podcast. You can find him on YouTube. Thanks for calling us, man. All right, thanks, man. Good to talk to you. Likewise. There he goes, the Hidden Hand Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Well, I, you know, because they brought it up. They brought it up. I didn't bring it up. Harvard professor... People who are out for a jog with no one around should wear a two or three layer cloth mask. So you're you're engaging in physical exertion, you're exercising, you're getting your one hour allotted yard time per day. And a Harvard professor believes that when you're on your own jogging around, (laughs) not mixing with anybody, you should be wearing at least two, possibly three layers of cloth mask. I want heavy cloth on you. <laughs> Whilst engaging in this, you know, like I said, very dedicated physical exertion. <laughs> it's obviously going to be a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it's just to, to steal a line from Dr. Fauci. It's just common sense, folks. <laughs> Excuse me, doctor. While my blood is screaming out for oxygen uh, because I'm running and building up lactic acid and all of this kind of shit, do you think it would be a good idea to restrict the amount of oxygen I can take into my lungs with every breath? Yes, I do. What if I'm on my own and I'm jogging doing this physical exertion and I require more oxygen? You know, suck in the big ones? Well, I think you should be wearing at least three masks for that. Good. Thank you so much. What's that now? America is currently seeing a surge in calls by health experts to double up on masks. If one mask is good, then two would be even better, according to the thinking. In fact, if two is good, why not three? They they actually are doing the meme. They're doing the meme. See, I knew this. <laughs> when it started up with the double mask, we knew it would get to this. We knew we would come to this moment. Okay, Kitty B's putting a thing in the chat. Andrew Jackson saying, check your DMs. All right, all right. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll have a look. (laughs) Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Andrew Jackson sent me a a picture of Dr. Fauci wearing a lot of masks. Thank you. Now, what's Kitty B giving us? Let's have a look here. Oh, oh, that's the Hidden Hand podcast. All right, beautiful. Beautiful. Kitty B sharing the link. Thank you, Kitty B. So, 
So look, CNBC is actually saying now, hey, if two are good, why not three? It gets better. It gets so much better. With each layer, the sign says, the effectiveness grows. The efficiency, the efficacy, the effectiveness. According to CNBC, doubling up increases efficacy from 55% to 70%. Tripling increases efficacy to 90%. So we shouldn't be wearing three masks when we're jogging on our own, ladies and gentlemen. Then he had a warning for people who are outdoors. Don't skip out on multiple layered face coverings just because you're outside. In fact, even if you're, quote, out for a jog with no one around, the doctor wrote you should wear a two or three layer cloth mask. Thank you for keeping me that. Just makes sense. Well, if one is good and two is better and three is best, ladies and gentlemen, how about four? <laughs> how about four fucking masks? Dr. Scott Siegel told NBC News that Americans should consider wearing four face masks. <laughs> if they want the most effective protection against spreading COVID-19. <laughs> They're now doing it. Like I said, this is either an elaborate troll being perpetrated on people by smart people or the smart people just aren't that smart. That's the only two things it can possibly be. As we highlighted yesterday, Dr. Fauci advised Americans to begin wearing two masks, saying that it, quote, makes common sense for more than one layer to be more effective. However, Fauci was outdone by researchers at Virginia Tech who said that two face masks only provide 50 to 70% efficacy and that three masks should be worn to achieve 90% effectiveness. According to, Stott, uh, to Dr. Scott Siegel, Chair of Anesthesiology at Wake Forest Baptist Health in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, even that may not be enough. <laughs> Quote, if you put three or four masks on, it's going to filter better because it's more layers of cloth. <laughs> so then, of course, like, I think your responsibility now as somebody who agrees, somebody who respects the science, I know that's you out there. I know you trust the science. We've got another call coming in. We've got another call coming in. I, I know you're somebody out there who trusts the science. So it is your responsibility, I think, as a scientifically conscious human being in this world that if somebody suggests three masks, you should, you should say that. Because if their argument is it's better because there's more layers of cloth, then it's your job to say to them, what about four masks? And if somebody says four masks, hey, we should wear four because it's more layers of cloth. It's safer. It's your job to say, what about five? And then what about six? And what about seven? And what about eight? What about fucking 32? Keep going. It's your job to push them because if the argument is more layers of cloth equals better protection, then why stop ever? <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us, caller. Hey, this is Ben. Hey, Ben. How are you going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good? What's happening? Uh, do these people realize that the, the more filter material you add, 
the more air will be forced out around the sides of it. Yes, they do realize that, but they're trying to keep you safe, Ben. <laughs> do you not feel protected I right do now? I appreciate it. Yes, you appreciate should. appreciate their attempts. Yes. Because they're trying really hard. They are, aren't they? So would you, do you see yourself uh, quintuple masking anytime in the future? No. No? No. 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 Not at all? Not at all. I, I, I resist one. You resist what now? I resist Okay. But like you said yesterday, I kind of agree with you about somebody's business and their rules apply. If you want to go in there and do any shopping or whatever, and they right. and that you are one, it really depends how bad you need that six pack. Well, that's true. And, you know, I need it. Like, there's no discussion. I need right. it. Now, I, I don't have a problem putting on one. What about if they start, you know, what if what happens if the shop owners perish the thought, start turning around and saying, look, I'm sorry, here in this store, we have a policy, six face masks minimum. Six. Like, oh, okay. okay. Would you, would well, you still be, respect their authority? <laughs> people flouting the new regulation. Yes, flouting. We've got to be very careful of no. these flouters. <laughs> Flouting yep. sounds like no something way. you do. <laughs> flouting sounds like something you do whilst doing ballet, doesn't it? Oh, did you? She's, right. she, did you see her flouting? It was amazing, wonderful. Look at that calf. Look at that. Yep. Straight as an arrow. So what, what you could do is you could get one mask and just get a whole bunch of different mask edges. Okay. But you only really have one. Right. Can you say that again? Because you were breaking up a bit. A bit robotic. Hold on. Make sure there's a microphone here. Okay. Is that better? It's a little better. I think you're just breaking up a bit because you're out in the woods somewhere, probably. Yes. Ah, okay. We got you now. So what did you say then? I said you could just use one mask Uh and then get a whole bunch of different colored mask edges and line them up so it looks like you're wearing six but you're only breathing through one <laughs> like with like tassels on the side of them and, and they're sure as they're sure as hell not going to want to get within six feet of you to, to actually test it no of course not no peel back the layers yeah no if somebody they asks you can that. if somebody asks if they can take your mask off that's akin to ripping off someone's hijab i would suspect like the same level of right. outrage because the masks or are now pe- the cultural... That's our culture now, is wearing a mask. Or peeking in your underwear. Yes, well, that's another one. Although I invite that kind of attention myself. I don't know about you. <laughs> got to get something out of this Yesterday, world. I'm wearing a mask, are, but I'm wearing a mask, but no pants. How do you like that? Kick me out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Not breaking any rules. All you, have to do, all you have to do for the COVID test is fart on it, though. Yeah, anal swabs are coming. That'll be fun, huh? Mm-hmm. Anal swabs. <laughs> oh, yesterday you you brought up this new. Um, what were you talking about? A new fungal. Yes, uh, the candida infection is going to be. Uh, the CDC said that it could be like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Legit quote okay, good. from the fucking Center for Disease good. Control. The next pandemic is going to be like the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Because I I called this a long time ago. I said the amount of hand sanitizer that people are going through, mm. all of it is ha- antibacterial. Yes. Um, and the amount of you know spray bottles, everybody's 
cleaning everything with antibacterial. And I'm like, isn't that going to imbalance the the equal yes, battle people, between people are going to develop viruses. a lot of Happy Hanukkah, yeah, my nigga. People, people are going to yeah. develop a lot of skin problems <laughs> and shit. We've got a uh, tip coming in here. Minister, Minister of, fun. of Fun underscore Kimmy tipped three dollars. Public service announcement from the Bold Frame Glasses Brigade. Listen to Doctor Fauci and wear six masks so you don't you don't get the coof. Okay. You really need to stop uh, letting children listen to these programs on the internet. <laughs> Everybody stop letting children listen to these shows. <laughs> That's awesome. Stop. Listen to Dr. Six. Fauci. We're six. Otherwise, you'll get the coof. Fucking hell. Six masks, one for every year old you are. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. What an adorable kid. Um... All right, Ben K. Veritas, is there anything else? Anything else you want to impart yes, on us? Yes, yesterday's Go show, um, I noticed something different in your voice yesterday. It was almost like a well-contained rage, and I well, liked it. Well, the first thing to point out about yesterday's show was there wasn't one. I didn't do a show yesterday. Last you mean, you show, mean Monday? Day before. Monday. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I just I, I had to fact check you. Monday. I had to fact check you on the fly there. I didn't appreciate. I didn't want to do it, but you know we don't promote fake news here on the show, Ben. So, <laughs> got to be accurate. You're right. Yeah, so you're a, right. A contained rage, you think? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't. There was some laughing, but you could hear a little bit of uh, just about ready to snap. <laughs> a little bit of frustration. Just about ready to yeah. snap. Uh, I'd like to say hello to our friends at the FBI. Um, <laughs> he's he's just speaking. We're old friends. He, he's always been saying that kind of stuff to me, you know, since we were kids, haven't you, Ben? He's been talking about, you know, dirty bombs and whatnot the whole time, you know. So it's, I mean, it's nothing. Yeah, no big, no big deal. Nothing they can't handle. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe With I don't enough know. People. I don't know. Maybe I was, in, uh, maybe I was particularly enraged that day. I guess anything's possible. Could be true. I liked it. I, it felt like a little bit of the dark side took over. Uh, and it was still funny, and we could still laugh, but it was more like a maniacal laugh. Well, I appreciate like, it. Yes. Well, thank you for listening, man. Thank you for tuning in. Glad you enjoyed it. Thank you for calling in. Yep, that's all I had to say. All right. That's all I had to say. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing the show. No worries. Go back man. to listen. All right, cool. In the Boogie Show. In the Boogie Show. We got uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the Boogie Show. Thank you. Ben K. Veritas, ladies and gentlemen. There he goes. The great man. Uh, I do have one more item here, but I feel like we're going to have to spend a little time on it. Shit, do we do another overtime? Look, I'm not going to be able to do a show on Friday night. I've I've got plans, unfortunately, that I have to go through with, so... (laughs) That's going to get me in trouble. It's my anniversary. <laughs> Just throwing that in there. Throwing that in there for funsies. Um, yeah, so I can't do a show on Friday night. <clears throat> so maybe we'll do a little bit of overtime. So how about this? I'll take a quick break because I've got to go visit the little boy's room. And when we return, we'll get into this other item. 
because, you know, I believe in keeping people safe. I want to see people protected, of course. And if that means like vicious enforcement of rules, then I'm all for it, obviously, on this show, as you know. So when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to watch police pepper spray a nine-year-old girl in the face. (laughs) And that'll be fun for everyone. So stick around. Grab yourself a beverage. We'll do a little bit of overtime. And when we come back, we'll watch people being protected. How about that? So, all right. You're on the Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Stick around and see you Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art, not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Charworthington here with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahoochinani of a good time. We have everything from chakarn events to a chasource in McCarran, where these chakans just be going chug crazy. It's off the hinge. We even got Karen's jumping off of trailers. We got Karen's going chug crazy over french fries. We even have Karen's that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamele Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off cameras to come within six feet of your disease, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence of the lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and line immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time transition from sleep to awake. Mr. Mueller, rather than purely relying on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington (laughs) Post. How many times I what? Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party, am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller. How many times, yes, did you cite, yes, yes, the Washington Post? 
the Washington host. I, well, I don't know the Washington host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man. A younger man, we, we, would, host, we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then, uh, I was I was quite debonair. I was a big big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company, and uh, myself and the Washington Post would get around town, make make tremendous friends. And then, of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news, because as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down to go down the road to get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> no, Mr. Muller, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. Have, I, I do not have knowledge of that yeah. uh, figure, but I, I well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about 60 times. How many There's times did a, you cite the New York Times? I counted. Yeah, I have no idea. I counted about. I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what Granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back again. One more time. Let's do it. Wednesday night edition daily boogie podcast. We're going fucking overtime again. Fucking yeah. Why not? Why not? Let's fuck this chicken. Let's kick this pig. Let's rock and roll. Um, don't forget to follow our friends, ladies and gentlemen, of course, later on tonight. Coffee Talk with Sandra, Rational Times, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh. Don't forget uh, JJ Stoner, Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, Winning TV. Should be back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night also, Kimmy Joe, you got to Kimmy Joe, and we're going to Kimmy Joe. Ice Cream Double Four Double Three as well. Anyone else I may have forgotten? Go check out our friends. Throw them a like. Why not? What else are you going to do? Really? Anyway, thank you for joining us. It is Wednesday night. Like I said, I'm not going to be around on Friday night. I've got things to attend to. 
things that need done. So I'm going to get them done. So let's do a little bit of OT. Just before we go to a police protecting a nine-year-old girl, I want to bring this up because I think it's important. So just before the break, we spoke about double masking. We need to double mask, triple masking. What about quadruple masking? And now I think it's your responsibility to every time ask, well, why not five? Why not six? Why not seven? Why not eight? Until, you know, we get to the point where, you know, like 20, I'll take 20 masks. <laughs> why not 21? That's, I'm never going to stop and nor should you. But we do have to balance it up because in case, you know, you've been told that the experts all agree, we have consensus, right? The science doesn't lie. Don't deny the science, bro. So just to make things needlessly complicated even more so, infectious disease expert warns double masking can, quote, do more harm. <laughs> but I thought everybody in the science community agreed with Dr. Fauci. Let's have a look here. There seems to be a, a different energy surrounding President Biden. Um, you know, oh, he's yes. upping vaccines, mm. a more urgency maybe, um, bringing back scientists to talk about it. Dr. Anthony Fauci even talking about two masks. Fucking hell. I don't know if it feels that way to you, but it does feel like there's there's more urgency, like there's a different feel here. <laughs> very, very concise analysis. <laughs> so... What has uh, Joe Biden done different to Donald Trump? Well, I can't say for certain, and I, you know, I'm, I don't really want to get bored. I don't want to get bogged down in specifics here, but it definitely feels different. Huh? How much are we? How much are we paying these fucking clowns? Honestly, well, I'm, t I'm here to tell you. I mean, you, when it comes to boots on the ground and facts and data points and money spent and achieving various outcomes, I can't say for certain who's in front of who. But what I can tell you is Joe Biden makes me feel comfortable. I, I mean, I feel like there's things happening. <laughs> Remember the first item we, we covered tonight, Joe Biden is making the news boring again, and it's by design. <laughs> they, they really are sick in the head, they, all of them. <laughs> all right come on now two masks is good wait a minute yeah there is uh you know there's a difference between night and day in terms mm. of the vaccine issues and mm -hmm. so forth yeah the comment on the mask Feels i think different. is an important one i uh i do not support the idea of two masks um, we know that in fact the masks as they're defined work in two ways one is what's called fit how well does it fit around you it's like a swim goggles you know, swimming goggles don't usually leak through the lens. They leak through the seal around your eyes or your face. Yeah. Uh, and the second area is filtration, meaning how well is the virus filter, filtered out. And the reason that the N95 respirators, these ones that healthcare workers use, work so well is that they have very, very tight face fit. And the material that is used basically to, for the filtering is what we call electrostatically charged, meaning that the pore size allows air to move through relatively easily. But who knew that the end of the world would be so boring? You know, Joe Biden really is making the news boring again, isn't he? Who thought, like, there's no, there's no grand war here, you know? There's no um, defiant, you know, last stand at the Hill of Liberty. There's none of that. It's just boring people to death. <laughs> it's, it's locking them in their houses and giving them nothing but 
you know, the latest in fashion, in mask fashion until they commit suicide. Then it's all over. <laughs> then, then, it, then, it all, then it all fucking goes away. Just stay home. Just stay home. Take as many pills. Get depressed and anxious, right? Take as many pills as possible. Drink yourself to death. And if that doesn't work, blow your brains out. And if, if you're looking for entertainment, all we have is woke shit and info about masks and how many you should be wearing. Four, five, six, maybe a dozen. Who knows? We're not going to stop until you end it. <laughs> and thus the world came to a stop. Not wonderful. So double masking, no good. Dr. Fauci said wear two masks. And then another guy said wear three masks. And then another guy said wear four masks. And now this guy says don't even wear two. Thank you for keeping me safe. All right. Speaking of keeping people safe, uh, watch cops mace nine-year-old girl after telling her to, quote, stop acting like a child. Back to blue. Oh, wow. Wow. Can't wait to watch this. Rochester. Rochester police are having trouble trying to justify pepper spraying a nine-year-old girl who committed no crime. Well, this is the new normal. Don't know why people are getting upset about this. Oh, I know why people are getting upset about this. It's because she's white. If it was a nine-year-old girl of colour, nobody would even say anything. Nothing would happen. There wouldn't even be a riot or anything. Honestly. It's because she's white. Because she's white, that's why they didn't shoot her. That's the truth. Because they're evil racists. Rochester police in New York say, uh, said they were required to pepper spray a nine-year-old girl Friday night. <laughs> Because she refused to place her legs inside the patrol car. That'll that'll fucking learn her. <laughs> She's a nine-year-old girl. A nine-year-old girl. <laughs> the girl did not commit a crime, but was having some type of disagreement with her mother before she ran off. Oh fuck, they've they've learned her good, haven't they? <laughs> You run away from home and we'll pepper spray you. <laughs> Fucking hell. When cops confronted her, they tried to place her in the patrol car, but she resisted. The nine-year-old was resisting arrest, guys. We had no choice. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Back the blue. Telling them she was screaming. Listen to this. So she resisted arrest while she was screaming, I want my daddy. We were, we had no choice, sir. We had no choice. Luckily for us, body cam footage comes into play here. Fuck yes. All right, let's have a look. Hey, get back in your house. 
Fuck, what the fuck is wrong with us? The fuck is wrong with us? It's two of two of them are fucking manhandling her. Come on, man. Come on, man. Remember, remember that um, that Canadian girl who was dressed like a stormtrooper and they fucking broke her nose. Fuck are you doing, guys? What are you doing? I mean, you're kicking down you're kicking down people's fucking doors to check if there's more than one person in the apartment, right? Fucking arresting people sitting on a park bench eating pizza and shit. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing out there? Give me this fucking oh oh oh. It's so fucking tough out there. Yeah, it is fucking tough out there. Nine-year-old girls, on the other hand. Fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Unbelievable. I get in no car till I see my dad. Here, just stop for a second. I want my dad. Just get a fucking daddy, mate. She's nine. She's nine. This should be in the fucking training man manual. Okay, Officer Jones, what we call this here, it's a tantrum. Have you ever seen a tantrum Happy before? Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Fucking incompetent ass. Mr. Underscore Seguatip, $2. Thank you, sir. We love our cops. Hello, our law enforcement. We love, we our, love military. our military. They're important. They're important. We love our gun. You have to try and do it because Baked is so fucking talentless, and he's 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 his voice is going through one of those automatic tuners more than sure. You know, there was so many tuners and filters on that shit; it was barely recognizable as human voice. But Baked like doubles down on that. It sounds like he's singing fucking underwater. It's been washed that many times through the filter system. Fucking horrendous. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, officer, this is called a tantrum, and this is what kids do when, you know, they can't see their daddy. Like when they have a fight with mummy and then go running off into the street and they're screaming, I want my daddy, I want my daddy. It's a tantrum. Hey, mate. Hey, maybe we should pepper spray her. How about that? Please carry on. Fucking unreal. Okay, now they've pinned her on the ground and uh, they're handcuffing her. <laughs> look, look, I don't, I don't have kids, right? Maybe one day, who knows? But I, I, I imagine, man, if I could, I, I would end up going to jail because, like, you know, 
if I came home or if I looked out the front and a couple of cops had my little, my little fucking nine-year-old girl, you know, my little darling, my little sweetheart, my baby, if, if, you know, if they had a pin to the ground fucking handcuffing her while she's screaming for a daddy, I'd just run out there and fucking clock the first one I saw. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just no, no, there'd be no talking or anything. It'd just be run smack. And then eventually you'd get taken down by the other one, but you'd at least fucking, you know, you'd at least hurt the guy. Because I don't think you would be thinking rationally. Like, you don't, you wouldn't walk out with, a, with tears streaming down her face while she's being handcuffed on the ground and walk out and go, uh, Officer, is there a problem here? You know, you know, that, I think they expect that. <laughs> but that would not be happening. You'd just be, wouldn't you? You'd burn the air with friction, you'd be moving that fast to get out there. The fuck is this? Bang! <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'd be a shitty dad. Maybe I'd be too drunk. <laughs> That's also a possibility, I guess. Who knows until we get it. It'll be a fun journey for, for both me and my future arrested daughter to see what happens. How will daddy react? Will he throw a whiskey bottle at them or will he say, That's a damn waste of whiskey. I've taught you nothing, you little bitch. Go to jail. Depends. How bad a daddy is boogie. Mama, right Fucking rubbing, rubbing her face in the snow. What is going on here? What is going on, man? <laughs> I mean, she's not even wearing a mask, is she? This little, this little terrorist had it coming, if you ask me. She probably, she was probably watching the insurrection thinking that'll be me one day. I mean, thank you for keeping me safe, guys. She's obviously, she's obviously a threat to those around her. <laughs> Please, you good? I know. It's a little white girl getting arrested, and the black guy, this this black dude, kind of just saunters past. <laughs> so it's this little white girl is getting like she's on the ground getting handcuffed. She's screaming for a daddy. This dude kind of walks past. He's like. Fucking motherfucker, and just but he just keeps strolling because <laughs> I think he knows. Now, if he runs in at this point, then things escalate. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a damn shame. Because <laughs> I, I imagine he's probably seen like dozens of children be arrested in this fashion. <laughs> Sorry, that was a joke. It was just a joke. It's just a joke. Yeah, that happened to my little Billy, you little bitch. <laughs> You're getting off easy. <laughs> hey, hey, come on. Come on now. Ma'am, hey, get out of the street for me. Get out of the street. Get out of the street for me. Just stand out of the street. Oh my God!
It's down out of the street. They've got her in the gutter. In the fucking gutter. Remember, the perpetrator is nine years old. I want my dad! I want my dad! I want my dad! Maybe the ear this. I want my dad! Fuck, fuck! Why hasn't somebody at this point said to her, get a fucking chick cop there, right? Get a female cop there, just sit her down, like, and say to her, we're getting your dad right now. We, we are on the phone right now. We're bringing your daddy here right now. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Don't panic. It's fine, right? They're not saying anything. What are they doing to her? They're going, shut up. <laughs> Stop screaming. Settle down. <laughs> they, it's like they're trying to arrest a fucking, like, irate drunk on the side of the highway. You don't fucking know nothing. Fuck off. Let, sir, settle down. Settle down or we will put you down, you know? She's a fucking nine-year-old girl literally screaming, I want my daddy. You say, we are getting your daddy. I, we're, you know, we're here to fucking use the lines. Use the bullshit lines you use all the other times. We're here to protect you. We're keeping you safe. Use that shit on her. She's a kid. She'll believe it. Kids will believe that horse shit. Oh, we're here to protect you. <laughs> Use it on them. No, no, no. We save that stuff for the adults. We tell the kids to settle down and shut up. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll pepper spray them. We'll handcuff them in the gutter and tell them to fucking settle down and stop screaming. Shut the fuck up. And we'll tell the adults, hey, we're here to protect you. We're keeping you safe. She thinks you're fucking, she thinks you are taking, she thinks you're kidnapping her. You're taking her away from her house. She's screaming for her dad. Please, she's begging, please. They're not saying anything. They're just going, stop crying. Settle down as they're trying to shove her in the fucking squad car. It's amazing. I'll get the snow off. Get in the car. You had your chance. Get in the car now. Okay. Listen to okay. this shit. Had your chances. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're gonna go to jail now too. What the fuck is wrong with these guys? What are you doing, huh? Huh? What are you fucking? You're talking tough to a nine-year-old girl. Who the fuck is this cunt? Who the fuck is he? Who the fuck are you, mate? Dead set. That's off. That's foul. <laughs> fuck a little nine-year-old girl. Huh? Huh? Who are you talking to? Huh? <laughs> fucking. Who the fuck is this vlog? <laughs> Forget about the badge. Where do we get the freaking guns? I told you, you don't get a gun until you tell me your name. I've had it up to here with your rules. 
my dad, wait. Rochester's finest. my dad, please. For the last time. I want my dad. Get in the car. I demand <laughs> I don't care what you demand. Let's go. I, I think I got a leg underneath my car. Thank you for keeping me safe, officer. You know, if you were to let this nine-year-old girl, you know, run around town looking for daddy, I mean, fuck. I demand to see my dad. I don't care what you demand, bitch. Fuck. It's horrifying. Did he did he just spray her? Then get in the car! Please help somebody! Stop! I want my dad! Stop! Stop! Sit up! No! You're acting like a child! I wanna go I am a child to fuck! These guys are going to make great fathers. You know, there's a lot of disinformation out there. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. There's a lot of disinformation out there. You know, there's a lot of anti-police communists out there who spread lies. And one of the lies they spread is, you know, the relationship between, say, the, the police officer and the family at home and the statistics that may skew a certain direction. Those, of course, are nothing but horrible, hateful conspiracy theories. They have no grounding, no validity in reality whatsoever. And if you were to look that kind of thing up on your own time, then you would you would see, as I see, that it's merely just the probably Russian propaganda, probably, probably Russian disinformation. We're get, we're we're becoming quite accustomed to this in the Western world. So you've got to be vigilant. But I would never suggest you know anything other than the fact that these guys are probably, if they're not already tremendous fathers, and they will be at one point. Wonderful guys. They just understand, don't they? So finally the chick cop gets there and already the tone has changed a little bit, right? Now, you know, some people say you shouldn't have any chick cops and stuff. I don't think I necessarily agree with that. Although... For certain situations, it's going to be very handy. Let's be honest here, right? Because if a screaming little girl who wants her daddy sees, I think if she sees another female face, a nine-year-old girl, she'll soften. If she's got two, like, fucking burly dudes, like, hold, pinning her down and handcuffing her and trying to drag her into a car, that's a very different fucking vibe for a nine-year-old kid. You know what I mean? Oh, she's turning already, though, too. The chick's already losing her patience. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. The chick's already getting angry. <laughs> 
that didn't last long. Hey, I'm 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 your friend. I'm on your side. Can you do what I say? Fucking hurry up. Stand up. A little bit more. Look, there you go. He's pulling too hard. It's okay. I know. I know. That's better. That's better. I'll let go if you're going to stop. I'll find your dad, okay? You need to sit back. Put your foot here. No. And sit back. I'm going to get your dad, okay? But you need to get warm, otherwise, you're going to get hypothermia. So sit back, okay? I'll get your dad. You fucking cunt. Reminder that they fucking had her face down in the snow while they were handcuffing her. So the reason that she's covered in snow is because the two male coppers fucking threw her to the ground and cuffed her, right? This nine-year-old girl screaming for her daddy. And then this fucking bitch... <laughs> this bitch comes up to her and says, Hey, we're just trying to keep you warm. You don't want to get hypothermia, do you? <laughs> Holy shit, they got some balls on them. Yes, thank you for keeping me safe. <laughs> oh, my dad. Is he here? I don't know. Okay, Fuck. I'll find him, okay? But you, and look dad. at me. I can't find your dad until you sit back and I can close the door, okay? I will find your dad. Just sit back. There you go. There you go. Look at me. Bit of common sense. Don't look anywhere else. I promise. Get in the car. Okay? I'm done telling you. Get this in the car. This is it. This is it. Shut <laughs> up. Oh, fucking hell. She's got this, man. She's got this. You're now fucking it up. Who the, this fucking dude, whoever this dude is, he, he must be a real fucking piece of work, this guy. He was the one that was like, what do you got? What are you doing, huh? You want to go to jail too? That's the, it's the same voice. So if you notice there, like, what were we saying at the start of this clip? You know, you don't fucking threaten a nine-year-old girl having a tantrum. You sit you sit her down and you say, look, we're going to get your dad. I promise you, we are looking for your dad right now. Your dad's going to be here very soon. We're doing everything we can. I just I just need you to stay a little bit calm until he gets here, okay? But I promise you, we are definitely bringing him here. Now, let's put a blanket over you. Like, you know, let's get you warmed up. She's a nine-year-old girl. So the girl cop, <clears throat> after a while, these two fucking knuckleheads... These knuckle-dragging, drooling fucking rock apes who probably pick fleas off each other at the end of a hard day's work. They, they've been fucking it up. They, they've thrown her to the ground. They've put her face in the snow. They've handcuffed her. They've threatened to take her to jail. They've told her to shut up multiple times. So the girl cop shows up, and within, what, 30 seconds, she's starting to already bring the temperature down. The kids stop screaming hysterically right now. The kid's just kind of doing that. <laughs> she's she's brought her all the way back down from hysterical within seconds. And the cop can't fucking help himself. He has to lean in and start fucking mouthing off again. What, what who the fuck is this guy? Put your foot here. Listen. No, and sit back. Oh my dad. I'm going to get your dad, okay? But you need to get warm. Otherwise, you're I'll get your dad. Okay, see? Can't. See, she already, she didn't scream at that time. She just kind of cried and said, I want to call my dad. So it's already working. Now listen to this. Here? I don't know. Okay, I'll find him, okay? But you, hey, look at me. I can't find your dad until you sit back and I can close the door, okay? I will find your dad. Just sit back. I 
tough guy. Fucking tough guy, mate. I'm done telling you. Get in the car. <laughs> Fuck off, hero. Fuck off, hero. Huh? Fuck off. <laughs> what a shit. What a shit cunt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just... Mm. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Yeah, see, look. So this is what happened. The girl is fucking... The, the female cop is talking her down, is talking her into the car. Now, this fucking dude has... He can't help himself. Get in the car. I'm sick of telling you. I'm done with you. You know, like that kind of attitude. And now he's trying to drag her into the car. Fuck it. Well done, mate. Well done. You're a fucking idiot. You are a fucking idiot. <laughs> wow. I, I hope I hope this guy's partner, right, went back to the station that day and said, do not put me on another shift with this fucking arsehole. I don't want to be anywhere near him. You should have seen it. The guy was fucking tough talking a nine-year-old girl. He's a fucking idiot. Fuck. I don't want to I don't want anything to do with him. If you don't put me, I would say, if you don't put me on another shift, I'm fucking quitting. I'm not working with that fucking guy. Nah. Nah. <laughs> wow. Get back in the car then. You gotta sit back. Too hard. You won't do it if you sit back. Come on. What the heck are you doing? Don't fix them once you sit in the car. Come on. I want my dad. Come on. I'm gonna finish for you and I don't want to. Sit back. Did she just say I'm going to mace you and I don't want to? Did she, like, give her the warning? Like, we're going to pepper spray you. Okay. I could be wrong. Oh, I, I, it's hard to make out. It's hard to make out. I'm going to something for you and I don't want to. Pepper sprays going in your eyeballs. <laughs> ah. Ah. Nice. I don't, I don't know what the... Ben K. Veritas. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm going to pepper spray you and I don't want to. Is that is that officer is that officer Hardcastle there? Looks like it with the haircut, doesn't it? Nice haircut, mate. <laughs> <laughs> officer Hardcunt reporting for duty. I think that's him. It looks like the haircut of that voice. Short back and sides again, Bob. You know it. Officer Hardcunt. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, Officer Hardcunt. Put your legs up. It's your last chance. Oh, last, last chance. chance. I'm going to go get your dad. Oh, oh, I want to call him. I will call him. Sit back. Come on, he's, they are losing their patience. Okay? Oh, Come on. Oh, Come on. Oh, What's her name? Her name? I don't know her name. Grad Street, what's her name? No idea. Sit back. Dear, okay. wait, you just stop for a In his hand. They hit her. They got her with a content spray, I think, at that moment. Because interestingly, the video feed cuts out four seconds after this. What a coincidence. I think when you hear that scream, that's when she got hit with the baked Alaska juice. I think that's the moment. Yeah, at this point. You can see her shaking it. See, he's got his ready to fucking deploy. So I assume that the chick copper is, you know, she's already got hers in it. I thought I saw her shaking it with her hand. I don't know if they have to shake it or not. But Dear. I, I heard, did you hear it? You just heard a little, he goes, here. Maybe it was the dude that did it. Dear. Yep, yep, it was the fucking guy. So he goes to her here, and then you just hear, like, very slight, the 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 pump of the spray bottle. So he goes here, and she would have looked at him, and he sprayed her in the fucking eyes with pepper spray. I'm fucking, I'm certain. I'm certain. If one more listen. I'll, I'll turn it up a bit more, too, so you can hear it better. So audio warning, it's about to get a little loud. Dear. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> hey, look here. She looks, pssst, hits it with the pepper spray. And then this. Because she's got her fucking hands behind her. She's handcuffed at the same time. So they've pepper sprayed her while she's handcuffed. Bravo. Bravo. My fucking heroes. She's in the car except for one leg. She's got one foot on the ground. She's a nine-year-old girl screaming for her daddy. She's handcuffed after being on the ground, pinned on the ground to be handcuffed. Her face rubbed in the snow. She's then dragged to the car, all the while screaming, I want my daddy, I want my daddy. And while the chick cop is trying her best to, you know, talk her down and say, we're going to find him, she's hysterical. She's a nine-year-old fucking girl. While this is happening, the other cop pulls out the pepper spray, says, hey, like gets her attention and then fucking hits her in the eyes with it while she's handcuffed in the back of the police car. 
while she's handcuffed in the back of the fucking squad car. She gets pepper sprayed. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that to a fucking dude they found robbing somebody at fucking knife point. They wouldn't. They fucking wouldn't. And they know it. Wow. Ha ha ha, you fucks. She's now she's begging, wipe my eyes, please. Please wipe my eyes, wipe my eyes, please. And they close the door on her. I got her. I got her. It's all right. We got this under control. Headquarters, we got this under control. We got the perp in custody. HQ, this is Car 52. I just want to inform you that we have taken control of the situation. We have the perp in custody. We custody. We are currently heading back to base. Shakes in a chat with a very good point. Never even got her name. Didn't even didn't even ask her her name. She she was on the ground, pinned to the ground, handcuffed, faced in the face in the fucking snow. Then told, "Oh, you don't want to catch a cold. You don't want to get the hypothermia." Screaming, "I want my daddy!" Again, reminder, just in case you joined us, this is a nine-year-old girl. Screaming, "I want my daddy!" And then while she's handcuffed in the back of the squad car. Hey, look at me. She looks, hit her in the face with a fucking pepper spray. You fucking trash, mate. Gutless, gutless, pathetic, fucking heartless trash. Ugh. Fucking back the blue. All right. On that positive note, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's that's made me sick. That's that's legit made me fucking sick watching that. Um, fuck that. No. <laughs> fuck that. With that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's it for tonight. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Thank you for those who contributed on DLive and on Streamlabs. Uh, thank you to Trovo, DLive, YouTube, all the other guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends. I mentioned them before. I won't be here on Friday night. <laughs> Seriously, that fucking video is just... That video has just fucking slapped me in the face. Because, again, I didn't watch the video before we watched it on the show here. I just had the story there. I'm like, all right, let's do it. But that's that's even worse than I was expecting. And I wasn't expecting much. 
Anyway, yeah, so I won't be here on Friday. I'll be back on Monday night with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button in your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you would like to spray my little girl in the face with mace, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.